just my freaking luck. Bush. We've got Bush! Welcome to Sweet Play Podcast. This is your host with the most, Mike Magnusunas. How's everybody doing today? I'm doing pretty good. What's up, Jameson? How you doing, sir? I'm doing wonderful, Mike. It's great to hear you. Get your that voice. pretty good bumped up a little bit. Yeah, let's get that pretty good too. I'm doing great. It's there true. you go. Hey, it's a blah day today. Had some tornadoes up in this, you know, town. We had to go uh, hide in the in the secret safe place of the bathroom, and you know, and the building where it's safe and schools had to go hide under the you know you know how it is man you're you're in Wisconsin you're you're down with the tornadoes it's all good love some tornadoes love it yeah so bring them on so it's all good man i'm excited for today sir because of the fact we get to talk the last of the nerds films uh-huh. and uh also announce the winner of our next movie that was a pretty fun vote we had going on yeah, and uh, yeah. interesting news to talk about, sir. So are you ready to get into some movie and music news? Let's get right into it. Let's do it, sir. All right, so first things first. Um, you know, I think at this point when it comes to uh, Superman and Batman news, I'm kind of, I don't really care. That's kind of my attitude. I think at this point, I just want to see some suits. I want to see some posters. I want to. I just want to see something. But of course, we have the official confirmation of, you know, Justice League and uh, Cyborg being cast and all this and that. I'm sure you probably have already talked about this. But how are you feeling, you know, morale-wise with this movie, man? I'm kind of getting to the point where I just don't care, even when there's official confirmation news sent out. Um, I mean, I got to that point a while ago when it seemed like it was coming every day. Um, there's been a little gap, and I've kind of pulled away from Superman versus Batman news, unless it's something official. And they put out their announcement, you know, that, yeah, that... That Zack Snyder is going to be taking over helming Justice League directly after Superman vs. Batman. And felt like it was kind of already known, but okay. Right. I kind of like that they are doing somewhat what Marvel did, where Marvel gave 
gave the keys to the kingdom to Joss Whedon where they're giving Zack Snyder kind of full reign over what they're doing. I like that. Yeah, it's true. And if, you know, obviously they're not going to follow in in the Marvel footsteps. They're just kind of like, let's just blow right to the action, which, you know, maybe could be it could work. It all depends on how great they're going to make the script. I mean, are we really going to care about the Justice League when we get to the Justice League? Are these cameos going to be worthy enough in the next movie? For us to be happy, I don't know. We'll have to just wait and see, I guess. You know, I'm I'm gonna have um, optimism, but I'm not excited. You know, I just I want to see concrete stuff. I want to see you know suits and posters and all this stuff. I mean, granted, they gave us the story about oh we're developing nine additional DC right. comic movies and stuff like that. So. I mean, maybe they've waited a while to, <clears throat> excuse me, people, I'm, my voice literally left last, the moment I hit stop recording last week. So I got it like three days ago, but, you know, occasionally it's going away. So forgive me there. But um, yeah, man, I don't know. How, how you think, what, how do you feel about these whole nine supposedly movies coming early? Well, I mean, yeah, it, it says nine movies, but those, that happens all the time where it's, they're signed for nine movies, but those can be transferred into anything else. Doesn't have to be DC comic book movies. You know, I mean, it is what it is. They have they have their TV shows that they're working on that are going to be standalone, completely separate from from this Justice League universe that Zack Snyder's doing. I think that's kind of it's kind of interesting, but I I, I really wish it would be more tie in, kind of what Marvel is doing with their TV shows. True. Um, I just, I just like the fact that I'm still not fully sold on Zack Snyder. I still have some caveats as far as his storytelling ability goes. But if you're going to stick with him for this movie, it, you might as well have the universe have a, a, a similar feel and a similar look. Yeah, fair enough. Rather than having you know all kinds of different shades of the DC universe right away as you're trying to introduce people to these characters. Um, I like that they're going to try as best they can to streamline it streamline it through Zack Snyder's vision. So I'm hopeful, man, but DC has proven that they uh, they trip over their own feet most of the time. It's not Batman related. So <laughs> True enough, sir. Well, let's talk about some exciting news, at least in your neck of the woods for excitement. Yeah. You got the official Star Wars Episode 7 announcement today sir cast yeah. members let's talk about this man i mean this is your baby this is your well house so tell me your thoughts man i, I mean i dig it the, the, the fact is that most of this was already had been rumored forever and i got completely burnt out on star wars rumors <laughs> uh, so it's nice to actually get our official announcement that yes um, the majority of the original cast is coming back. You're getting Mark Hamill, you're getting Harrison Ford, Carrie Fisher, Anthony Daniels, Peter Mayhew, all that. Okay, that's great. I like that they say that Harrison Ford is going to have more than just a cameo role. He's going to have a fairly large role in this. I like that. I like, as much Han Solo as you're going to give me. Yeah. And I like these guys, these new actors that they have. They, I, I, I really dig them. The guy from Attack the Block, who is supposedly going to be the new lead, um, John Boy Boyga, right? Boyega, yeah. Yeah, there you go. I really liked him in Attack the Block. I think I think he's going to be pretty cool. He's supposed to be our uh, protagonist in this. Um, we got Daisy I'm, Ridley from Mister Selfridge, Silent sure. Witness. Sure, I like Oscar Isaac from uh, Inside Lewin Davis. 
Like, yeah. Adam Driver. Now, this guy, I don't know, man. He's going to be our big bad guy. He's going to be our. Uh, well, that's good. He looks like a big bad Sith. guy. <laughs> he looks like a Sith, dude. Just look at him. Yeah. Yeah, it's all good. So it's cool, man. I, I'm glad that uh, we finally have some confirmation. It's cool. I do like the big picture, though, where they're all just chilling, sitting around. Yeah. Got R2D2 just hanging out in the back. It's pretty cool, man. Um, I'm really excited to see what they're going to do with Luke, Leia, and Han. I, or not. Yeah, Luke, Leia. Yeah, Luke, Leia, and Han. I like I like the, the other thing that came out recently is the big announcement that they are basically discarding the extended universe. Yeah. I like that. As much as I enjoy the extended universe and I've tried my best to keep up with keep up with it and the timelines and the different stories and the branches of it. I try my best to stay on top of it. And there's there's certain ones I really love and certain ones that I don't care for. I like that they're discarding it and and building their own universe going forward from this movie. I like that. I like that fanboys will not be able to anticipate what's gonna happen. I like that they can't complain about how oh, it's not what was in the books. I like that it's all fresh, new ideas. You're giving Abrams this this baby in the basket. Like, do what you want with it. Don't be beholden to something that Timothy Zahn wrote 30 years ago. Heck yeah. So I'm really excited to, to as much of a uh, Star Wars fanboy as I am, I, can, I know I'm... <laughs> I'm self-aware enough to know that we are way too cynical and critical. So I am glad that there is nothing there for us to complain about as far as it's not what they have in the EU. Screw that. Go with your own vision. I like that. Excellent. I am, man. You you said it's best, sir. So very good. Very good. All right, sir. So let's move into some TV news, sir. You too much TV. All right. Have you heard about the Friday the 13th television series plan they got going on, sir? Of course. So, uh, the original old school 80s TV series is real terrible. Uh, just, just as bad, if not worse, than Freddy's Nightmares. I mean, at least in Freddy's Nightmares, we sometimes had Freddy up in there. But I think this is supposed to change things around. And, you know, Jason Voorhees is supposed to be part of this series, I guess. Uh-huh. What, what do you think, sir? Sure. I haven't read a whole lot about it. I, I So Jason's going to be part of this series? So Sean Cunningham, the director of the original film, executive producer of the series, says, We plan to build on this legacy with a provocative and compelling take that expands upon the storylines that we've already thrilled millions worldwide. So expect the show to take viewers in some exciting new directions that we're confident will not only excite existing fans of Friday the 13th, but will also attract new audiences and characters to the small town of Crystal Lake. So I I don't know, man. Is that official confirmation Jason's in it? I don't know, man. I don't know, but I think it's interesting. I'm going to check it out. Yeah. Um, I've been really liking these movie to television adaptations that they've been coming out with recently i'm really digging bates motel yeah it does say the new show will follow jason Voorhees reimagine the supernatural killer in a variety of different time periods cool there you go so right, that could that could be fun that could, could be, be terrible too but who knows? <laughs> so yeah man I, I think i'll check it out you know 
I think they learned their lesson the first time around with that series. I mean, probably if they were to bring back Freddy's Nightmares, obviously you wouldn't have Robert England doing it, but I think they could have some major fun if they were to redo a show like that, especially with technology and stuff. Maybe do the stuff they wanted to do in the remake movie and never got along to do, and that'd be cool. But, you know, I think really nobody gives a crap about Freddy anymore, unfortunately. So, Yeah, but there's a, there's a way of fixing that i suppose maybe if this show is successful it'll give them an idea of like hey if this works why don't we bring back freddy right who knows it could be cool so good times (laughs) (laughs) go ahead oh man dude all right sir i want to talk some music with you man all right i gotta get your thoughts on this okay so i'm sure you know my hatred of Nicki minaj right I've heard, yes. Yes. And you're not a big fan of her either, correct, sir? Not so much. Okay. Now, there's a particular artist that, for some apparent reason, I really dig, and that's Iggy Azalea. (laughs) She is so crazy, dude, with that fancy song. So, I listen to Elvis Duran in the morning. It's just something that I do. It's super fun. Good times. Phone taps are great. And he brought this girl on, and her name was Iggy. I was like, that's kind of a weird name, but they played his song Fancy. I'm just like, huh. You know, she's from Australia, got this really cool rap vibe to her. And I'm like, normally, these kind, this kind of song would annoy the hell out of me, but for some weird reason, you know, it's the number three song currently on iTunes. It works. I dig it, man. I posted it in the Underground Hour. Have you heard this song, sir? Do you know who Iggy is? No idea. Are you serious? <laughs> You've never heard of Iggy? I, oh. I, here's the problem with, with a lot of this. You and I listen to very different radio. <laughs> oh, it's true. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have to play a clip for you, sir, and send that along for you, man. But I can't uh, wait. Yeah. Our top singles for this week, number one is one I'm pretty pumped up about is Ariana Grande. Do you know who she is, sir? Of course. Okay. Have you heard this song problem, sir? I'm sure I have. Okay. It just I've de- heard everything she's done. It just debuted yesterday. Maybe and, I haven't heard it. Okay, so here's the cool thing with this song. It might be the music spotlight. This song she performed live at the ra- the kids radio uh, music awards, I think like the Disney Radio Awards. She opened up the show and that night it was going to hit iTunes. And this song was number one in 22 countries in 35 minutes. It was ridiculous, dude. That's just getting it done. Yeah, so she officially holds the record as the fastest single to go number one on iTunes. It used to be Taylor Swift, uh, We're Never Getting Back Together, I think it was, and this is officially done. And Iggy Azalea, which you said you've never heard of, is in this song. So... Uh, it is great, sir. I love me some Ariana Grande. You know what really pisses me off is why does Teen Nick have to be so good? I, I don't know what that is, man. It really frustrates me because these shows are, you know, they're the for the kids, you know. But for some reason I get sucked in and I watch them and I don't know what the deal is. Big I heard, fan of Sam and Cat, are you? Yeah, unfortunately. Sam and Cat's a good show. It is. You know, I was watching iCarly. And it was the episode about uh, Spencer's doing all these practical jokes. You know, he he had this problem and didn't want to do it again. And all of a sudden, once he did, 
they start doing this montage of him doing all of these practical jokes. And they played this song called uh, The Joke Is On You. And I immediately had to go get that song. It was so amazing. I've I've played it numerous times this week. It's crazy. And I'm just like, why does iCarly and Sam and Cat and all these shows have to be so have such great music? It's really annoying, especially when you're supposed to be an adult and you can't let people know that you like this stuff. You know? That's okay. You're not really an adult, Mike. It's all yeah. You're right. It's, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a full grown man. <laughs> so I I got our boy Peter uh, into. I was like, dude, did you check out? You know, because he loves Ariana Grande. I'm like, did you check out Problem? He goes, no, nah, man. So I sent the link to him. And he's like, that's hot. And he downloaded it right away. I'm like, dude, I, I banged it 62 times today in my iPod. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> it's true, man. That song was just killer, man. <laughs> you know you know, in Thrift Shop where it's got the uh, it's got the saxophone background? Makes it really sure. cool. Yeah. They got some of that up in here. It's really, really cool, sir. So... I think it may or may not be a music spotlight. We shall see, sir. I think so, you may or may not need an intervention at some point with the <laughs> song. So I highly recommend you download that song. Uh, Happy is now number two on the charts. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, somebody actually got, you know, they actually died from this song. They heard it on the radio, put on Facebook, they're happy, and then they got into a car accident and died, which is terrible. Well, so you shouldn't be on your phone while you're driving, Jack. It's ass. true. Right? It's your own fault. So Iggy Azalea, number three, Fancy. I just want to say, I don't know why I like this song. They, the music video is based off the Clueless movie. So if you go to the Underground Hour Facebook page, check it out. I posted there. It's good times. And then John Legend has fallen to number five. This song, All of Me, is fantastic. But did you know they made a faster, upbeat version of this song, dude? Oh, and yeah. Is it, it, it sucks. Bowl in it or something? No, they added... They added dance to it, and it's it. Ba- it basically takes all the emotional value out of the song. Uh-huh. Really sucks. So, I highly I highly recommend you don't check that out. And uh, your boy's back. Not a bad thing. Justin Timberlake. What do you think of this song, sir? Uh, I think it's quintessential JT. <laughs> he doesn't make bad music. Okay, so a scale of one to ten, what's your rate for this song? Everything's a ten with me. Yeah, but you said you weren't feeling the last album, though, man. So I keep it real, son. <laughs> oh man, I don't know. I, I dig it. I like it a lot. Man. Okay, I, I give I it. Give it. A, I give it a solid nine at this point. That's what I was about to say. Now, Paramore's "Ain't It Fun" number ten. I really dig the the guitar, the music video, but I just wasn't feeling the chorus. This is one of those songs that the more I listen to it, the more I dig it. What What do you think of this song, sir? I've only heard it a couple of times. I haven't really gotten into it. Really? Yeah. It's not like, you know, the big hit from last year, of course. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Few, few are like that one. It's true. So I think that'll be it, sir, for movie, music, and TV news. Are you ready to get into our review of Revenge of the Nerds 2, sir? Uh, I am. Are you? Uh, Yes, sir. I am. All right. All right. Let's do it. We're back. After years of abuse and humiliation, they finally earned a trip to paradise. This is going to be a great year. Nerds! Geeks! Keep the rum and coke, please. I don't want nerds staying in this hotel. But even in paradise, they're still the odd men out. Huh, check out time. Tommy here is the real. Olympic-sized swimming pool. 
We gotta get rid of these guys. We gotta get rid of them in a major way. Get your hands up. Turn around. We outsmarted them. We framed them. And we got them arrested. We're doing nothing. Last year we were messed with, yes, but we fought back and we won. We can do it again, guys. I say we fight back now. It may take vision. Can I get you a drink or something? It may take guts. It may even take all summer. But once again, the odd will get even. Revenge of the Nerds 2. Nerds in Paradise. So, sir, unfortunately, I know how you feel about this movie because I listened to your email that you sent over to Flix today, sir. Uh, do you or was I referring to three and four? I hope you're referring to three and four, sir, because yeah. uh, I'm hoping this isn't going to be. I have to defend this movie like Rocky Five review all over again, son. Oh, man. <laughs> times. All right, sir. So, so recapping with the last movie, we had a lot of fun talking about it. It was good going down memory lane. You gave it a three and a half. I gave it a four. But we both admit it's pretty empty movie. I mean, in all reality, it's just it's kind of just a big fun party movie. And it's, you know, it's the underdogs winning. But we both really enjoyed the ending. Thought it had a lot of heart to it. So we get to the sequel here, and I told you in the first review that this was always my go-to. This is the one I've seen the most. This is the one that I just always think of. But again, just to re- you know, just to clarify, reiterate. yeah, reiterate. Thank you, sir. I can't speak today. I haven't seen this in maybe twelve years. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, I'm excited to go down this with you, sir, and see how we feel because. It's been, what, 20 years for you, sir? What's your history with this movie? I would say, I, I thought about it. I, I think it was 1992, so 22 years, I think, was the last time I saw this. Okay. All yep. right. So, basically, we have most of the cast back. We have uh, Robert Carradine, Lewis. We have Anthony Edwards in a smaller role. We have Booger back, Curtis Armstrong, Larry B. Scott, which is uh, Lamar. Uh, we have Ogre back, and we don't have, uh, we do have Poindexter, but we don't yeah. have, uh, you know, Takashi, Takashi which, uh, yeah, kind of sad. We do have a new woman, Courtney Thorne-Smith. Now, can we start this discussion not talking about her character, but just talking about the lovely Courtney Thorne-Smith for a minute, sir. All right. All right. So you and I were supposed to do summer school last year. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> we never got around to it. She is definitely uh, the, one of the biggest highlights of that movie. Can we talk about her beauty factor here for a minute, sir? <laughs> All right. Oh, man, dude. I'm not even. I'm getting worried about you because you were sending me some pictures of her. <laughs> it's true. So, needless to say, if I got to rank, you know, my top 80s woman, she's like in my top five, son. All right. What do you think of Courtney Thorne Smith, man? Talking some I... summer school, talking, you know, what do you think? I think she's a lovely lady. I'm. She seems to. Uh, have a great personality. Uh, she's got beautiful eyes. She seems like a nice girl. She likes to go wa- uh, walking on the beach. I've noticed that in her movies. <laughs> a lot of beach walking in all her movies. Yeah. Yeah. Now, can we admit she acts better than our last female actress? We oh, my God. You act better than she did. Heck, yeah. <laughs> Put you in a wig. What you you could have been Betty or whatever her name was. What are you trying to say? That I can't act? I'm just saying that you in a wig would have been better than her. True enough, sir. Take all that right. for what you want. All right, so let's break this down, sir. 
So this movie starts off, and we kind of have a Star Wars-esque beginning. Kind of? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I guess. It is a Star Wars crawl. That's the name for it. <laughs> it's cool, man. It's the, We get a little pocket protector. We get some funny words. It, it kind of reminds me more of Spaceballs, but I think Spaceballs, obviously. Spaceballs come out after this? I believe so, yes. Okay. Speaking of which, Spaceballs. I, I, I would look it up, but my internet is slow. Oh, okay. We need to talk about Spaceballs at some point. Do we? That's that's another conversation. Yeah, we get the uh, we get the Star Wars crawl. We get the voice of <laughs> Michael Buffer reading the words off. And uh, this is some good stuff, man. Uh, after this is over, we get our introduction to our dudes. First guy up is we get Lewis. Now, I gotta say this, starting off, and this is something that even as a kid was something I I kind of had a little problem with. And I don't know if I just maybe ignored it because I'm like, it's a typical 80s thing, but maybe just one line could have changed things, is that Lewis is, I think the nerds movie have taught us that nerds are players, they're druggies. Um, yeah. Hey, you want to know what's something funny? What? Spaceballs came out two weeks before this movie. Seriously. Yeah, Spaceballs came out at the end of June of 87. <laughs> nerds 2 came out in July of 87. Yeah. There you go. So there you go. Did Nerds rip this? Because, you know, Spaceballs kind of had a funny opening like that as well. Well, you think it was ripping off Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So what is your, what's your feeling on Lewis in regards to his character in this movie kind of ditching Betty and eventually going to hook up with Sonny in this movie. Because, you know, I always thought, I was like, man, Lewis, you're kind of like, dude, seriously, you're dumping the girl that you you fought so hard for. You know, not knowing, obviously, part three, they're going to get together. I think I, as a kid, I just kind of thought I was like, well, they, you know, Daniel and Allie broke up in the beginning of two and Daniel moved on, but they never broke up in the they beginning of this up. movie. So, He's a D-bag. Yeah, so in all reality... He's cheating on her. Yeah. And he's a jerk just like the Alpha Betas are. And I love Lewis. He's my guy. But I mean, he bring he packs that picture away. He's looking at it, you know, giving it giving it the eyes, like, oh, Betty, you're mine. But packs the picture into his suitcase, brings her away, and never gives a second thought to cheating on her. Now it's like as soon as he's able to land a girl, I'm gonna land all the girls. Now, this could have easily be fixed if they didn't even have the picture. He's just packing, yeah. and they don't even mention Betty. You could you could then play up as... He does bring her up at one point the first time he meets Courtney Thornsmith. Like, uh, a party from whatever. Uh, we have girl. I have a girlfriend. Right. So, But to fix it, you easily could have removed the picture, never said that line, and the audience would have thought they just broke up, and it would have been okay with Lewis to go with Sonny. But, right. be, but because you got the picture in the beginning and he brings it up to Sonny, makes him a douchebag. Exactly. So Precisely. Even as a kid, I knew that, dude. But Not I, cool, man. As I got older, you know, looking at it now, I mean, it's like, man, I hate people that do that crap, dude. So well, I've been cheated on. So, you know, I know the feeling, son. You know, it's, it's not it's not good. It doesn't feel good. So when, no. when, when you see one of your favorite characters doing it, you're like, you're very disappointed in the character. So, but the beginning though is kind of funny. You know, we obviously Lewis, we set that up and we get Poindexter getting, getting ready. Lamar getting ready. What do you think of this opening, sir? We always talk about openings of, the, of movies. Do you think this opening works well, sir? 
That's all right. <laughs> I mean, it shows. It doesn't really tell you a whole lot about what's happened between the two movies. It's just kind of them packing their bags. The spaz needs his meds. See, for me, the opening is when the song hits. You know, when when the 38th special Back to Paradise kicks in, that's my opening, you know. So this part is, you know, obviously going to set up for the fact of they're getting ready to go to the National Fraternity in Florida and stuff. But opening wise, whenever I think of this movie, I always think of that song. I love that song. I've played it multiple times on this show. It's great. I, I really dig it. But, you know. It sucks that Gilbert's laid up with a broken leg. Yeah, what's the point of this? Why? That sucks. Why did they decide to cut this guy out? I don't think they decided. I think he decided. Yeah, but think, he, it's not like he was doing ER at this point, though. No, but he he was just wrapping up Top Gun. True enough. And it's funny because I had to look it up when I was watching this. I'm like, man, he looks really young. I wonder how, like, where in the timeline between this and Top Gun was. Because it feels like in Top Gun he looked much older. And I look, I'm like, oh, Top Gun came out before this? <laughs> like a mustache and a uniform and a buzz cut will really age you. It's true. You know, <laughs> just that, that porn stash has really aged him quick. And then the fact that he lost all his hair within two years after that. Now. But, yeah, no. it's it sucks that, that, that Gilbert's... Uh, just more than a glorified cameo, really, in this. I mean, he's got a couple, two, three scenes, but they're all very small. Yeah, it is cool. We get James Cromwell back, and we get a funny moment where they're riding in the car, and, you know, Gilbert says, watch out for that pothole. That was real funny and stuff. Yeah, what about this portable fax machine they've got at this time? Yeah, what's up with that? I mean... That's pretty That's pretty impressive. Pretty impressive nerd technology. <laughs> oh, man, it's true. Booger... I love this guy, man. I don't know if he's better in this movie or if he's worse. He's definitely more grotesque, if you will. I mean, come on. When he gets on the plane and starts talking to the stewardess what VIP means and gets slapped in the face, it's good times, man. (laughs) Before they get, when they get to the airport, though, we get another of our characters. We got got Ogre just hanging out there. Yeah. Why is he hanging out there? What's up? I have no idea. (laughs) <laughs> He's just hanging out. He has no purpose in life. And by the way, this movie, we talked about it with the last one. This movie, Ogre looks 40 years old. Right? I think, I don't know if... Uh, I, say had a little, fi- I say 53. They should have had a little backstory where like, Ogre was held back in grade school for 15 years. <laughs> That's why he's this old in college. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like, hey, Ogre, how many times are you in fifth grade? 11 times. Oh, that makes sense now. That's why he's a full-grown man with a crazy beard looking like he's got three kids yeah how do you know the nerds are going to be at the airport why is he got to be hanging around fast and furious five style you know on top of the police station with the black with binoculars what's up with that i don't know i don't know but he can smell out a nerd from a mile away but sir we get the awesome song back to paradise do you like this song sir i like most of the songs in this movie hey it's a it's devo heavy and i love my love me some devo now let's talk about the music do you like the music better in the first movie or in this movie? Uh, I know they're pretty pretty even. They're they're I think they're different, but I think uh, for what they're used for, they're pretty even. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if one's better than the other. Fair enough. I I would agree with that. You know, um, when we get to a certain part, I 
there's obviously something I really, really love. But I really dig this song. It's a great way to open. It's something that I, I always remember. And it, it took me years to find this song. I could not find it for the life of me. It wasn't until like maybe four years ago I finally found this song. So it was good times. And then we uh, don't we get introduced to our new, you know, douchebags of the story. The uh, sure. <laughs> Man, yeah, I think so. It's terrible. Holy crap! I need to. Write All right, this I stuff. gotta be honest with you. Yeah. So I wrote. So I watched this movie, and I I had a real hard time keeping my focus. Watch this movie. It took me multiple watchings to get through this. You know what? It's gonna come through in my. In my review too. So no, you know what? I, I gotta be fair. While I, while I was watching this, um, this was the point where we had a post in the STL Nation. Oh, this is where the revolution began. Yeah, this is where uh, we had a vote for. It, it all started with this. I sent you a text. I said, "Dude, I want to do some over the top." You're like, "Dude." Let's add it to the list. You said, I'm listening to a song from over the top. Yeah, I, I w- said, I was I've got my hat on backwards. I'm ready to go. Yeah. I said, I was listening to, um, oh my God, what the hell's the name of that song? Um, oh man, this is a train wreck of an episode. Holy crap. Love it. Love it. <laughs> okay. I was listening to um, uh, Kenny Loggins. Yeah. Uh, Meet Me Halfway. I was, I was like, I love this song. I want to watch me some over the top. So I, I told you, and you're like, dude, let's add it to the list. So I thought, what the hell? We had a request for no retreat, no surrender. You know, let's throw up a vote. And I'm like, we had to do Coming to America because that was uh, one of the votes that won from last year, Tawana. That was Tawana's pick. And me it's and you, like 11 months old. <laughs> right. And you and I have been talking about Can't Buy Me Love for the longest time. So I thought, let's have the nation pick which one we do first. Well, sure enough, the vote starts going off like crazy. And we get vote after this, vote after that. Well, then our boy Jason comes along and decides to make me look like an anti-terrorist, I guess. I don't uh, Like a dictator, like a tyrant. Yeah, you hear that, Masunas? You hear that, Nation? Masunas is taking away your freedom of choice. Join me and you will get all the nerds you can handle. So Mr. Uh, Mr. Spencer over here decides that if all the votes change the camp by me love, he will, in fact, on flicks, review all the Revenge of the Nerds movies. And PCU. a bonus, PCU. Now, you, sir, got with Jason and said, Mr. Yes. Masunas, tear down your wall. and Tear down your, these walls, yes. And during this conversation, Revenge of the Nerds 2 is playing in the background. And for some weird reason, I could not separate this conversation to pay attention to the film, sir. Good, good. I don't, I don't know what that says, man. There's you know? a revolution going on. It's kind of like... The I mo- want to thank each and every member of the nation that was willing to switch their votes, by the way. Over to Can't Buy Me Love, you know who you are. And the well nation, done. The nation stuck with me, sir, because we have a winner when it comes to this vote, sir. I don't believe it. You know what the winner is? Better be Can't Buy Me Love. It's a tie, baby. That's right. Can't buy me love and coming to America. Tie goes to the revolution. <laughs> Man, can't buy me love was already, you know, I was already wanting to do that, but then you two had to get with your little, you know, revolution crap. Where the hell did this even start? What the hell? I can't I can't talk the case. <laughs> this is all very confidential files. Very hush hush, uh skull and bones, balls and shaft type of thing. I can't talk about it. 
Oh, man. The evil in his heart rises to the surface. He cares nothing about your hard work of others. He will take your women from you. Stop this madness. That's right. So you think you're smart now. It doesn't matter what you think. Don't let Masunas keep you under his boot. Rise up, nation. <laughs> it doesn't matter what you think. This is what Masunas thinks of the nation. His true colors are shown. Oh, man. So Neil's, well done. Well yeah. Done. So... That's basically it, man. This is when it started, is when they hit the hotel. This conversation started, and I kind of started to lose focus. I, I would see random scenes here, random scenes there. And I'm, I'm trying to put it together, sir. Good. Oh, so I can, I, tell like you, I can tell you this. Our main bad guy is uh, Bradley Whitford, AKA, a.k.a. Mike the Douchebag from Adventures in Babysitting. Uh, more famous from what? West Wing? And uh, Billy Madison. Yeah, Billy Madison. I like him. He's he. Roger is much better of a bad guy than we had in the first movie. The first guy was kind of like, eh, let's kind of do what the coach says. He kind of didn't have a mind of his own. But Roger is kind of like he just hates nerds. Period. Wants to do whatever it takes. You know, I definitely like this guy better when it comes to bad guys that the nerds have to deal with. He always plays a good Weasley bad guy. He does, man. He really does. He's great at it. I love Bradley Woodford. Good man. And local boy. Love him. Seriously? He's a Wisconsin yeah. boy? He's from Madison. Good times, man. Yes, sir. And he's another guy that looks 52. So <laughs> He practically was, I think, at that point. I don't know. So uh, the boys show up at the hotel. That's when Lewis meets beautiful Sonny. Decides mm-hmm. he wants to no longer have anything to do with Betty Childs and he wants to get in Sonny's pants, basically. And Sonny thinks he's a nice guy, but in all honesty, she she's a smart girl, but she doesn't really have a thing for Lewis. I mean, did you ever get that vibe, sir, outside of the last stupid kiss we get at the end? Why does Lewis always try and hook up with people, with girls that are somehow attached to his main rival? <laughs> Why? He likes the punishment, right? Why? Like, of all the girls. <laughs> I'm going to go after the girl of the guy who wants to kick my ass. <laughs> like, that'll make things better. That's not very smart. Uh, for a smart guy, that's a dumb move every time. He just keeps doing it. He's basically like Daniel LaRusso times 20. <laughs> Something like that. Right? I mean, let's be honest. So, uh, we also get our new nerd gets introduced which is, uh, what's this guy's name? Stuart, right? Stuart, yeah. And uh, Stuart, he's basically like uh, the Beastie Boys, if you will, later on in the film when they do No on 15. Uh, one thing I do like this guy is I like his wardrobe. He wears a White Castle you know, apron, and there's no White Castles around my town, so I get really pissed off. I have to go to Walmart. I have to buy the frozen you know, White Castles, unfortunately, because so overrated. I, I can't drive to you know two hours away to Chicago to go get some real Last White Last time castles. I had a White Castle, I was in Florence, Kentucky. You don't like White Castles, son? Dude, they are so good when you don't have them. <laughs> as soon as you do, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, this is not good. I went to White Castle, and I'm like, I'm going to put down a dozen of these sliders. <laughs> about four down me. And I was like, yeah, I'm good. I don't need any more for a long time. I love me some Harold and Kumar go to White Castle, man. Oh, yeah, I love the movie. It's it a great, great on screen. Yeah. Not so much in my stomach. <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, yeah. So our boys, they essentially get kicked out of the hotel. Roger doesn't want him hanging out there. And they decide 
that they're going to go to the next available hotel, which is a dump. I mean, we're oh, talking it's a sweet place. We're talking a murder zone. We have people killed up in here, man. I mean, we got like what the the lady that runs the place, real funny lady. She just, you know, she takes the carpet, throws it over the little lines around a guy, tells them not to worry. I mean, what the the pool itself has got to have what manure in there or something? I don't know, sir. I think it has a garbage monster like they have in Star Wars. True enough, man. I'm pretty sure it has a garbage monster. <laughs> now, can we talk about the thing that I stumped you on last episode of uh, what movie am I? And that's the epic piss. <laughs> What'd you think, <laughs> sir? <laughs> this scene, did you get kind of like, why did I get stumped on this? I mean, I don't know. Man. It, I got a little misty-eyed. It was, it was pretty sweet. <laughs> I had some thoughts back to some of my epic pisses. <laughs> you know, it was a nice moment. I had plenty of time to think. This, yeah. this is an epic piss, though. One minute, 45 seconds. And that's screen time, man. It is good. It's impressive. You could tell people we're not really into this too much. I don't know what it is. You just want to skip the Can't Buy Me Love, sir? Just, call- <laughs> just get right into just, it. Just call it a day. Dude, I, we, we'll get through this. I'll give my thoughts when we get to the end. But I, yeah, I was having trouble feeling this movie. So. Yeah, you know, I. the thing is, man, is the last episode I, I was so, you know, it had been so long and Watching part one reminded me so much of things in part two that I thought I loved and watching it again, I was just kind of like it, you know, and you know me, I'm all about nostalgia. I'm all about, you know, reliving these movies. But for some reason, I just was like, it's cool, but I'm just not feeling it. You know, I'm just, I wasn't feeling as much as the first movie. And and I said, this movie's so much superior, but the things that I definitely think are better are number one. They do so many different things in this movie. You know, they have, they, for example, they go on an island and they, you know, they go to hotels and they do all these various things versus the first movie. It was just two places that sit the movies over. I do like that. I think that is much better. Um, what about my issue with this movie, man, is kind of right away. It just hit me how this movie just becomes so slapsticky. And like it, I don't know, to me, it feels like the jokes were written by failed mad magazine writers. Like when they go to the hotel and there's, they just try and pound like 900 jokes into how bad the hotel is at one time. And the cliched body chalk outline when they walk in the room that I've seen a billion (laughs) times. And it just, all the, just, I, I understand it's a nerds movie. I understand it's a sequel. I understand these characters are goofballs. But it's just so slapsticky, and like it feels like a parody of the first movie almost to me. And so I like stopped. Kind of, I'm trying to take notes I, when I watch these movies for our reviews. Right, most of the time I'm sitting there. I got my phone out on my little app, and I'm taking notes as I'm watching the movie. And yeah, something yeah. to talk about, dude. This one, by the time they got to the hotel. Uh, I had, I realized like, oh, I don't have anything for notes. I'm just sitting here staring at the screen like, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, I don't know, man. This movie just. It's pretty bad that when my conversation about being a cult leader is more fun than watching this movie, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. The the whole Poindexter hitting on a cardboard cutout thing. And... Yeah, it was, it was okay. I mean, Poindexter, 
his moments were were funnier in the first one. I I will always love his laugh. I think it's great. Um, but he's funny. But I I don't like what they did with Booger. I thought that was kind of just blah. I don't know. I love Booger. I thought most of most of what he did in this movie, like all the stuff with the sensei, was. You know, I, I, know. I love me some low pan. I mean, James Hong. No. Good times. You know, I love. I think my favorite line is he's like, "You're disgusting," and he says "f you" to him. I think. I think <laughs> that's. I think that's hilarious. Just because the way he says it, you know. Um, but the burp just looked even worse than the burp from the first movie. You know, at least right. the first movie it looked somewhat of a legitimate, a legitimate burp coming out of Booger. But when you see Snotty doing the burp, it's kind of like, "Wow, that's ADR." You know. It, oh yeah. Yeah. Now. Uh, All right, let's 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 get into this though because we're getting to kind of the the conflict in this movie. So they get their hotel right, and then uh, they go to the conference, and the Alpha Betas introduce the legislature of uh, of adding physical standards to being able to be in the in the Greek Council, I guess. Right. This is Proposition Fifteen, correct? Right. I've heard of this. Yes. Right. And uh, the fellas aren't down with that. So they decide that they need to basically. <laughs> okay, uh-huh. go find the transition here. Okay, I, I. They hold a concert. Which? How the hell do people know to go to this hotel outside of the hot oral sex sign? Because they changed the sign. See, they took out some of the light bulbs in the sign, and then people could see it from miles around. The sign now says hot oral sex. The the important people that need to be at this conference, why why would they be in this part of town in the first place? So why would they? Because, like, the music, you know, we both agreed in the first movie that it was a little bit off with the games. It's like, oh, you're going to transition from this to the games to that in the games, but it was still part of the games. Everybody was still supposed to be there. It made perfect sense, right? Yep. But for this one, it seems like there's the music number, which I which I definitely dig. Others don't. It still doesn't make sense because it's like you're going to have random people show up. And why in the hell did the alpha show up? No, it's the, the, the prop 15 is proposed. And so the trilams go. How can we beat this? What do we do best, guys? Put on musical numbers. Sweet. Let's go to the next town and do it. And hopefully people will show up from this and will sway their votes. It doesn't make any sense. Now, I love me some No on 15 song. I really do. I mean, Lamar. I've noticed. Yeah, Lamar. Yeah, I mean, Lamar, I told you, had the feminine rap voice in the first song. This one, he's just all balls out doing his thing. We got some Beastie Boy style of Stewart coming in. Uh, I've always loved this song. It's definitely my my highlight of the movie. I love it when Booger starts flipping people off when the song is over. I thought that was funny. But rewatching it, I didn't understand the musical number itself in regards to how are you going to convince people if they don't even know where you're at? Because those dudes are in the hotel and you're far away from the hotel. So I I, I didn't get it, dude. How? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. That's yeah. Funny. Don't worry. It's not you. It's them. Okay. So I love the musical number. I, I love the song. It's great. You know, good times. Yeah. And then so, at, go, go ahead. So they overturn Prop 15. Yeah. And then you get the typical, 
we're going to obviously create this new vote and you're going to sign off on it, not realizing it's going to backfire in your face. <laughs> there's just always, there's always another way to get the nerds. Right. Exactly. And but, yeah, but here's and, the thing. What? Now, so they, they, now Raj proposes a new thing. Says, oh, well, we're going to, uh, we're going to propose that. If anyone in your charter gets arrested for something, breaks a law, then you're expelled. The whole thing, you're all expelled, right? Right. And he gets Lewis to agree to it. Lewis is like, yeah, that sounds awesome, guys. And it just instantly, I'm like, dude, without Gilbert there, Lewis is super gullible. (laughs) For, again, for a guy who's so smart, he's not very smart. Especially a guy who's been through this before. He should be able to see you know, the next hurdle coming at him. But every time, no matter what these guys, this alpha beta is due to him, every time the next thing comes up, he's like, oh, man, you guys are great. Thanks yeah. for being my friend. What yeah. We get the setup where Sonny is supposed to take the guys out in the car and she doesn't know what's going on. I get the betrayal of this story about Lewis being pissed off at her, thinking that, you know, uh, she betrayed him as friends and stuff. Although romantically, it doesn't really make sense because she's really not into him. Even though, I mean, when she let him put the lotion on, it was more, you're a friend, you're cool, you're a nice guy, you know. But he's all like, he's trying to get in her pants and stuff. So that's why he's pissed off at her because of that. Yeah, situation. because he, for some reason, uh, unbeknownst to me, for some reason, he thinks like, he just assumes that she should be his. Like, <laughs> I'm into you. It's like, oh, that's cool. I mean, we can be friends. No, but I'm into you. I mean, I want to cheat on my girlfriend with you. Like, well, I don't know. I mean, I, could you just put some lotion on my back? And he's like, oh, I'll put some lotion on your back. And he's just like, oh, it's so creepy. And he gets all possessive about her for no reason. She never shows interest like, hey, yeah, I'm willing to leave my, my boyfriend for you. But then as soon as she. Does she even have a boyfriend? Well, I kind of assume that she and doesn't she she and Raj kind of have a thing or no? She's not like she throws a ring out at him. Just you know, she does his. The fact big, of the matter is, she shows no interest romantically to Lewis. But yeah, Lewis just cares, right? For some reason, like he's King Mega Stud. Like, what do you mean you don't want me? Oh, you'll want me. Don't worry. Like, come on, man. What? You're lucky to have Betty. Wait, do you see what I can do to you in a moon tent? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's funny though i do like the line where <laughs> i like the line where booger when they get all those girls that raj sets them up with and he just looks at him and goes you want to get funky or what <laughs> <laughs> yeah and they play the now the when they play this song take me to a funky town this sounds exactly like um uh, uh danny elfman and his band um it's not it sounds exactly like oingo boingo I s- i'm 98 sure it's devo and i'm sure it is but this guy's voice sounds exactly like danny Elfman. oh yeah oh it's they're very crazy. similar yeah mike mark mothersbaugh sounds a lot like danny Elfman. so i do like the bottles of beer thing i thought that was funny you know the four billion going down i thought that i thought that was kind of <laughs> amusing and funny uh and then of course we haven't really talked about Wormser, who's actually grown up in this movie with his fake IDs yeah. and stuff, he goes in and gets some beer because he's what? Uh, he's an admiral. He's an admiral. He's like, whatever you got, like, admiral. We got beer. We got beer. We got busted. 
and the boys go to jail. And I love the jail scene, though, where the dude comes up to Lewis and Lewis gets all pissed and just tells that guy off. And I love what uh, Poindexter says. Do you realize you just told uh, told off the missing link? You know, I, th- I don't know. I thought that you was just said butt face to the yeah. missing link. Yeah, I don't know. I thought that was kind of an enjoyment scene. You know, it was cool. Yeah, so they, they get out of jail. I'm really stretching here, dude. <laughs> Go for it. They get out of jail. Things aren't bad enough, right? So the, now at this point when they get out of jail, Lewis is like, screw it. We've been, they've they've messed with us too many times. These Alpha Betas now have have just beat on him for years now of just taking beatings from Alpha Betas. Right. And now, not only that, but they got this chick who I'm into who kind of, Seeing like she might be a little nerdy, which I could uh, exploit for my own personal gain. Um, like now they've turned her on me. He's like, screw it. We're going home. I'm, they win. All right. They win. We're done. What I don't get is now they get abducted. <laughs> like the Alpha Betas, just, if you just let them go, they're yeah. going to go home and give up. You win. But the Alpha Betas, not being the brightest guys, decide it's time to abduct the nerds now and bring them out on a boat. Yeah. What's the point of that? I mean granted it gives them a new adventure if you will but what was the point i mean how does it further i shouldn't say how does it further the story because we know but if we're talking making sense which we haven't at this point it doesn't it i doesn't don't make know, any sense i mean granted they don't know that that the trial lambs are ready to give up but you got to sense it you know but they're waiting for them outside abducting them outside the city courthouse yeah they uh, say, that's a crime he's like can't you tell we're nerds no no crap skull nick and then they throw him in the van and uh, i, I love booger. final humiliation for the nerds i love booger no matter what you do nothing will make me go inside that cabin i do love that line i thought that was priceless yeah so they chuck the nerds off the boat and of course throw ogre over as well ogre goes next because ogre is Spilling the beans. Right. Ogre's like, oh, no, I'm going to tell everybody we outsmarted the nerds. Hey, dummy, you can't say that. And who's the guy that comes to the rescue? His little worms are because Ogre can't swim. And this little guy is able to take Ogre and and save his life. And what does Ogre do? The typical Ogre thing. Oh, I just saved you, nerd, and throws him to the side. Hey, can I just say, because I did have I did end up watching this scene twice. Okay. Trying to rewatch this movie. Uh, do you notice that luckily while he's drowning, that Ogre's able to put his sunglasses on in the middle of his drowning? <laughs> yes, I did. He gets thrown off the boat, no sunglasses on, halfway into his drowning. He's got his shades on. Like, I gotta get my ray bands on, guys. <laughs> I can't, my head's going underwater. I'm sucking down <laughs> water. I'm, di- I'm dying, but get my sunglasses on. Oh, man. So good, sir. Yeah. It's another trapped on a deserted island. I think this is my favorite scene where they get high. I don't know why, but I think it reminds me the mo- the most of the first movie. We got Bush. We got Bush, which is funny. And, you know, doing the stupid talk about, you know, they're talking all fancy talk. And Ogre is like, what if cat spells dog or, or, or some stupid. Yeah, like, C-A-T spells dog. Yeah. I, I don't know. Just like in the first movie, trapped on a deserted island, you got issues. Again, nothing a little weed can't fix. They weren't That's trapped the on an island story. in the first movie. No, no, no. But like when they, the first movie, when they had their problems, they oh, we got a boring party. Little weed will fix this one. Same with this one. So here's what we've learned from these two movies: is that nerds are great at music. Mm-hmm. They are rapists, right? Su- rapists and super gullible, right? 
we've established uh, they're cheaters. Yep. Uh, they uh, can hack into your room uh, without you knowing. Although it, obviously, uh, yeah, and take video of you, and they um, they're way into weed. Way into weed, yeah, big time weed, and they they use alcohol for cereal. Right. Well, I can't say I haven't done that. So, is it really cool to be a nerd? I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. These nerds. I don't trust them. <laughs> I think the nerds, there is a universe where the nerds are the bad guys. Maybe the alphas are the good guys and the nerds are the bad guys. In this movie, it seems like the alphas are trying to find ways to get the nerds out because the nerds are just bad people. Yeah, they heard about what they did the to their to the other chapter. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. you guys were you guys were molesting our girlfriends and you were taking private pictures of them in their nude and spreading them to everybody on campus. You guys are dicks. And so they show up at the conference and they're like, whoa, we got to get these guys out of here by any means necessary. And Skullnick's like, no, nah, we're cool, guys. You guys are the bad guys. No. Raj is onto something. He's like, hey, we our chapter, our other chapter has dealt with you guys before. We know who you guys are. I'm not gonna let you take pictures of our girlfriends and they're all togethers and spread them around. So get out of here, nerds. Yeah, get the hell out of our hotel. You're gonna trash it at some point. Exactly. This is a classy town. We heard you guys like having sex with farm animals. We're not into that kind of stuff, guys. <laughs> Even if we gave you the condoms, it doesn't matter. You went through with it. You could have You didn't have to do it, freaks. Yeah, you jerks. I think I think this is really this is the better movie. Yeah, Revenge of the Alphas. <laughs> exactly, they are the ones who are put upon in this movie. Yeah, they're just trying to help everybody in the conference. These other chapters have no idea what they're getting into. Like, oh, just, they're just a bunch of nerds. No, no, they're not just a bunch of nerds, guys. They're bad guys. They We're take them out. They take advantage of Sunny, the beautiful, gorgeous woman. They take advantage of her. Yeah, this guy looks like a nerd. He's a rapist. He will steal your girlfriend. He doesn't care. Yeah. I don't like it. I'm getting fired up. I don't I don't care for any of these guys now. <laughs> the only guy I like isn't there. How the hell did this turn into Revenge of the Nerds to Revenge of the Alphas? Because you gotta you gotta see through what Hollywood's giving you, man. It's true. You this, don't just take it at face value. This is the eighties, baby. Almost nineties now. This is the dark territory. This is where we're going to get into some Terminator 2 soon. Right? Sure. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm, stre- right, so I'm stretching the there. All right. So Lewis gets visited by an Obi-Wan-style ghost on, on the island, right? Yeah. Let's get back to the dicks. Yeah. So anyways. <laughs> <laughs> yep, so, so there's a dream sequence with uh, Lewis and some hot chicks and uh, Gilbert. Yeah. PG-13 showing boobs. There you go. Get your boob shots. A little bit of boobs. Yeah, just a little bit. Yep. So, yeah, Gilbert tells him, hey, you know, quit being a jerk. You're being a weenie. You're being a weenie. (laughs) Here's another thing. All right. So, when they're on the island, there's a few things that bother me about this whole (laughs) island sequence. One, the whole building, the the metal detector. (laughs) You know, the fact that they stumble onto all this stuff and they build a metal detector and good thing Ogre's there because none of these nerds could carry it. And that's, okay, that's very Gilligan Isle. Yeah, okay. Did you notice the, how did they get their beach towels and boombox onto the island, though? I don't remember any beach towels and boombox being thrown overboard with them. When did this show up? Oh, at the end when they're laying on the beach and they're trying to figure out, like, 
how to get off the beach and all that stuff when they're uh, figuring out about the island, what's what's on the island. They have a boombox there. Lamar's got his boombox sitting there. When, uh, when you figure out what's in the trunk in planes, trains, and automobiles <laughs> is when you'll get the answer like, to this First question. off, I don't remember seeing a boombox. Maybe he smuggled it somewhere. Maybe I didn't see it, but I don't think it would survive the swim to the island. True enough. Maybe, maybe it was in the water and they just have it for show in case they need any parts out of it. Mm, interesting. Yeah. I don't know. So they mm. find out that the island is, what, an old military base? Yeah, and by the way, where the hell did this uh, this tank come from? It wasn't underneath, so how the hell did they get it? If it was underneath, how did they get it out? Ogre oh, didn't I, pick it up. I don't think you understand that Poindexter is like the B.A. Baracus of this crew. He just builds tanks out of things. You That's mean- just, he's like the roadblock of this crew, the panthro of this crew. He finds so, parts. So, he, so he's the rock? Yeah, he just... Oh, God. <laughs> no, he's the good roadblock. Um, it's he, He's the guy who finds random parts and builds tanks. <laughs> I don't know. I'm. You're stretching, sir. I don't know. It. Hey, I love these, man. It's one of those ducks. It's one of those uh, amphibious ducks. I take those on rides all the time up here at the Dells. Those are a good time. You ever gone on one of those duck rides? What are you talking about? The, the tank thing that they're riding in, the amphibious tank that they ride in. Oh, man. I, I might have missed it when I was up there for my honeymoon, son. Yeah, they got them up in the Dells. They're a good time, man. Yeah. They can drive on the road, then go right into the water, turn into a boat. It's like 007 stuff, man. Dude, that's awesome. The Rock owns one of those things, man. You and The Rock. I know. If I don't have at least one Dwayne Johnson reference, we got a problem, sir. The Rock is your Channing Tatum. Heck yeah, baby. <laughs> woo All right, so they... Uh... <laughs> Speaking of which... Jameson and I are going to get together. We're going to watch 22 Jump Street. We're going to, I'm going to drive to his town or he's driving to my Meanwhile, town. Meanwhile, I'm going to be driving to his town. And yeah. And then I'm going to go to his theater. He's going to go to my theater. We're going to watch 21, 22 Jump Street. And then we're going to come back together and review. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll, do, I'll talk about your theater. You talk about my theater. We'll see which one's better. Sweet. There you go, son. I like it. Good idea. All that, right. Let's plan. It That's, is a plan. Uh, hey, let's wrap this thing up. Yeah. So, mo- uh, movie's over. Um, <laughs> movie's over. <laughs> so they storm the castle and make a speech, right? Uh, yeah. There's a speech. Lewis knocks. Well, uh, there is no speech. There, there should be a speech, <laughs> but instead, there's a right cross. Yeah. Well, no. There's there's a speech prior to that about how. You're different. You're a geek. You're a nerd. You're you. They look at them, ogre. They dress different than us. They're trying to have the the we are the champions moment of the first movie, and it doesn't really pan out too well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then we get the right hook, and then he kisses, and then movie's over, right? No, uh, we get our uh, trilam initiation. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm cool with ogre being a nerd. It's good stuff. Whatever happened to Stuart, son? Stuart just disappeared. Did, did they leave him on the island? I don't know what they do with Stewart, man. Cause that's weird that they would, like, he would have a couple of big scenes. Like, he had that big scene where he came in his white castle off. Like, hey, where are my buddies? And they threw him in the pool. You know, and he was prominently featured in the No on 15 song. Kick and it. then he just disappeared for long stretches of the movie. It's true. Eh, I don't know. Whatever. Uh, uh, <laughs> Here's what I don't like, all right? Oh, I'm okay. There's something you don't like about this movie? 
Oh, there's something. Um, here's another thing I don't like. I'm cool with Ogre being a Tri-Lamb because he is different. What I don't like is why does he have to dress like a nerd to be a Tri-Lamb? Why can't he just be Ogre? Why has he got to put on the nerd clothes that they wear and like, oh, you're missing something. And they put the glasses on him and he's like, finally, I'm one of you. Why does he get the laugh? I don't understand why he has to dress that because it, it betrays the whole message of these movies. True it enough. Betrays, he just had a speech about being yourself. And isn't that the ex- exact opposite of being accepted for whoever you are? It's like, no, you have to dress like us, though. If you're going to be with us, you got to put these glasses on because we're nerds. It just betrays the entire message of this franchise right away. Like, oh, this guy's different. Let's make him like us. <laughs> these guys are terrible people this is blade trinity like in the past i don't like it i don't like it it one bit this movie is this movie is hot garbage not good i mean there's some funny parts but for the most part it does it to me it feels like a parody of the first movie it feels like some like like the zucker brothers decided to make a parody of revenge of the nerds okay i need you to say it this is hot garbage. This movie is hot garbage. There you go. So what would you rate Revenge of the Dicks? I would give this, what did I give the first one? Three and a half? Three and a half, and I gave the first one four. All right. This movie. One and a half. <laughs> Courtney Thorne Smith is worth half a star. True right enough, there. right there. That's a half a star bump. Um, the no I one, would. Yep, go ahead. I, I, I'm torn between one and a half and two. I'm really torn between the two of those. Two feels like it's too good. One and a half feels... <laughs> too low? More at home than two does. I'm going one and a half. I'm not going to split hairs. I'll go one and a half. Okay, so I give Courtney Thornsmith one star. I give the No on 15 another star. No, uh, wait. Let, all right, let's take it back. <laughs> Keep going. You're going to get up to four stars by the time you're done. I give Sunny half a star. I give the Nuan 15 a half a star. So we got one star. And there's some funny jokes. Don't be swayed by my vote. I'm looking on Flickster right now to see what you gave it. I hadn't. Did <laughs> I even vote? I don't know. I'm looking. Okay, let me tell you this. Before. When we started this for Revenge of the Nerds, I, I, when I rated it four stars, I knew Revenge of the Nerds two was four and a half. That's where I was at because I, I just yes, you were saying that it was much better than the first. Yes, so. I did. I was like it. It was funnier. It had better jokes. It had a better story because they went to different places. I love the musical number. I love the music in the film, but, um, there was. I don't know what it is. Usually, you know, I'm the go-to person that, you know, if anybody's going to defend a movie, it's going to be me, right? And I could not, I almost was, when I was done with this, I was like, I got to watch this again because I really lost interest in it. I didn't know why, you know? And I was just like, I saw Lewis in a different way. I'm like, huh. I'm like, I always thought he was a cheater, but now it pisses me off. And then I'm like, uh, you know, the alphas, I like them. Got a better bad guy. I like Ogre in this one. But a lot of things just kind of feel stale. It it almost feels like they didn't want to be there when they did this movie. So I'm going to go with uh, – I'm going with – Come on. Man. 
with my nostalgia, this film, three stars. Three? Wow, that's a big drop from last episode. Yeah. So wait, what did you the you gave the last one four one I, stars, right? I gave the first one four stars, and I said that number two is better, and I and I went into this at a four and a half. So what made you drop it that much? That's a huge drop. Yeah. It, the fact that not only is it a huge drop, but that you drop it below a movie that you previously thought was worse. Right. So what? Where's? <laughs> I mean, I know where mine is, but where where are you? Putting, dropping this point and a half. Well, number one, a few things going back because it had been so long. Like the music montage didn't make any sense this time around. Where I was like, why the hell did everybody show up here? It didn't make any sense versus the first time around it did. Where their No on 15 song, as much as I love and I think it's great and I, I listen to it all the time outside of this movie... In the movie, it doesn't make any sense It because of the fact of the people there don't make a damn of a difference. So the reason why the alphas are there in the first place isn't explained. It's stupid. You know, as we're talking, things started to really like, you know, I started agreeing really, you know, with what you were saying. And then I was like, well, Lewis is a cheater, you know. I really didn't have a problem with him in the first movie, but in this one, it really bothers me. Even though I like Courtney Thorne Smith way better than I like Betty, it just always irked me from the get-go. Before I even, you know, multiple times viewing, it always kind of bothered me. I'm like, ah, they should have left the picture out, or they should have just said they broke up where it would have been cool. But it just, I wasn't laughing as much as I, I was in the past. It just feels kind of blah. And that's kind of, review obviously comes off as blah because that's kind of how I feel. And it it that's in the first movie, I was laughing. I couldn't wait for the next scene. I was I was enjoying the chemistry between Booger and Takashi. The music was great. It was so 80s. And this was the first time it felt like a job to do this a review. Yeah. You know, and that's what really dropped my score. I don't know, man. All right, so so here's my final question. Then you can get off the stand. Um, so, so not having seen this movie in 12 years, like you said, and you went from this, in your memory, this being a four and a half star, to rewatching it now and dropping it that much, do you regret having rewatched this? Do you wish you would have kept it in your memory as being a movie that was great, a movie that you loved everything about, or... I mean, it's because sometimes it's better to not revisit things, especially I find like old TV shows from when I was a kid. Yep. It's better just to leave them to my memory bank. So I mean, uh, how do you feel about that? I mean, we've talked about that on CCP and stuff. And, I don't know what that is. Hey, right. That, <laughs> that went that went bye bye. And then there's various. I, I don't think we've ever actually had a movie where you got to that point where you're like, ah, I kind of wish I didn't watch this again because my right. nostalgia was way better for it. Luckily, we have avoided those train wrecks. I mean, we perfect we we pick these movies for the purpose of are these movies as great as we remember them? Do they still hold up today? Um, I will still watch this movie again, but I'm going to go in it knowing it has problems. And 12 years ago. I really didn't see those problems. It, it felt a lot faster to me. Things made more sense. I was like, well, we got better bad guys and we got better jokes. And, uh, you know, I, I just look at the characters a little bit different. You know, it's kind of bad when 
halfway through this review, we're we're voting for the alphas versus the nerds. You know, we made Revenge of the Alphas versus Revenge of the Nerds. You know. That's right. It was kind of disappointing, you know. I still love the characters. I I will not watch three and four ever again. I mean, those are half a star. They're really, really terrible. I but if you do want to hear somebody review those movies, yeah, <laughs> I honestly cannot wait to hear the yeah. review of three and four. I still think one and two are are definitely fun. If you just want to have a good night, of, you know, you have a buddy come over, like you know, you come over to my house, we throw in these two movies and we sit back and we laugh and we have a good time. Oh, I come over to your house. And you put in Revenge of the Nerds 2, that's the movie you're putting in, you get punched in the mouth. <laughs> I just want you to know that. It's true. Like, of all the movies to choose, I come over, like, what are we going to watch? Revenge of the Nerds 2, punch in the mouth. This is not saying I'm not going to watch it. I would I would watch it for, like, you need to choose better movies. It's true. So, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I'm good with, uh, with three stars. All uh, right, very good. It's, it's, you know, yeah. It, it's it, it sound broken down about it. I'm really I'm really frustrated. I really am because of the fact I went into this remembering so much love and passion for this movie. And wow. when I walked away from it that Saturday afternoon, I was like, do I watch it again? Did I miss something? Why did I not care? And I didn't. I couldn't find any reason for me to want to watch it again for the second time. You know, and that that really irks me. It really it really pisses me off because that's not me. That's just like, you know, I dude, I love Howard the Duck probably more than anybody on the face of the planet. And that movie has way more problems than this movie does, doesn't it? But that movie is way better than this one. So true enough. <clears throat> so with that being said, sir, you're at one and a half. I'm at three overall series since we consider one and two the series. I would give the series a solid three and a half. All right. If I'm talking one and two. If we're taking in three and four, then the series is like a two. Right. I go I go for one and two. I'll split where, I, well, I guess it's not even a split, but uh, I go a 2.75. I like the first one quite a bit. I want to give it a three last time, three and a half. You gave the first one three and a half. Yeah. Yeah. So three and a half and a one and a half. Yeah, we'll call it two and three quarters. Two and three go. quarters stars. All right, sir. Well, let's uh, let's end with there, and let's hear what the STL Nation has to say, sir. One shot, everything rides on tonight. Even if I've got three strikes, I'm going to go for it. This moment, we own it. And I'm not to be played with because it could get dangerous. See, these people I ride with, this moment. All right, sir. We have a new member of the STL Nation, son. Woohoo! What happens when we have a new member, sir? Banzai! <laughs> I love when you do that. Banzai, Daniel Sir! Hey, Banzai! 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 <laughs> All right, sir. Our email comes from Ben. Here's what he had to say Hi, Masunas. First off, I'd like to say. Your podcast is awesome. Thank you, sir. We got to train this guy. It's true. He welcomes me as well. <laughs> Larry learned. Yeah, right? Larry says hello to me all the time. I now. love it. He like purposely, hi, Jameson. <laughs> I love that. That was great. If I've only been listening for about two months now, but I just can't get enough. So keep up the good work. Thank you, sir. Hopefully you don't go back to the prior episodes. Those all suck. 
Secondly, I can't get uh, I can't get my head around how you haven't reviewed the best 80s film ever. I'm talking about Stand By Me as it's simply amazing. It's hands down my favorite film of all time. Well, sir. You can't argue that, man. That's a great movie. We shall add that to our list, sir. In fact, we'll throw. Somebody's thro- favorite movie that I Yeah. Have. Yeah. We will, we will bump that up into importance, sir. Also, I think a review of The Warriors would be great. And the reason why this would be great is this would fit into the category of classic movies Masunas has not seen. Wait, you haven't seen Warriors? I have not seen The Warriors, sir. I know all about it, but I've never seen it. I think it's got an awesome DVD cover with all the gangs and stuff, Uh with the chains and stuff, but I've never seen the movie. Uh, Would be great, as I believe it's highly underrated and people really need to watch it. One last thing, just wondering how long do people have to wait before they get one of your awesome nicknames? Thanks, Ben. Well, Ben. Let's not uh, get so pushy here, Ben. You (laughs) get your nickname when we give it to you. Well, sir, since you are officially part of the STL Nation because you got to write in to get in the STL Nation, you will officially be added to the website. Website is stlnation.com. In regards, yeah. No. It's STL Podcast. No, I'm sorry, stlpodcast.com. Oh, my Lord. It's all those drugs I've been taking, man. <laughs> <laughs> but in order for you to get your nickname, usually by the second or third time around when you email, that's when you get your nickname. That way I kind of know your style. And... Yeah, we like to wait for you to flub something up, and then we yeah. can take advantage of that. This is your nickname. <laughs> yeah, keep interacting in the STL Nation, sir. It's great having you around. That way we kind of get a feel, and then you get your nickname, and then it's all good in the hood, sir. So good times. All right, sir. We have another new member of this. Come on, sir. So Banzai! Let's... Yeah. Banzai, Forgive me if I'm saying it wrong, but I think it's Norhe. What's up, sir? It's great talking to you all the time, especially in face versus heel. Good times. Jameson and I totally enjoy having you on the nation. It's good times. Here's, Thank what, you, sir. here's what he had to say. Hey, Masunis and Jameson. Woohoo. See? There you go. He didn't forget you, sir. He knows B- what's going on. Big fan of the STL, and I totally look forward for every episode. He said this is the greatest podcast ever. I was like, seriously? I was like... How much crack did you smoke today? But. <laughs> wow, that's that makes me a little sad. <laughs> <laughs> we'll cut that out. Reven- <laughs> Revenge of the Nerds is one of my all-time favorite movies. It, and he's obviously talking about the first one. I must have seen this movie more than 50 times, but I never get bored of it. My favorite scene is when the nerds invade the Pi Delta hop- house. What kind of crazy is that? How the hell did those girls not notice the big video cameras with the big tubes coming out of the ceiling? Oh, well. Other than that, great film, and I can't wait for Revenge of the Nerds Part 2. The movie location was filmed just 25 minutes from my house, and you ju- and you got Booger and Lopan in the same room. Burpin, good times, my friend. Take care, and we'll see you soon. Norhe. So thank you, sir, so much for writing in. Good times. So forgive me if I said your name wrong. You'll have to clarify that for me, sir. That's so. right. All right, our final email, sir. Comes from Time Traveling, Time uh, Traveling I was, Peter. I was getting nervous. He wasn't I, sending one in. I know. Here's what here's what he had to say. Greetings, Masunis, Jameson, and STL Nation. It's been a while since I've seen this installment of series, and geez, I hardly remember anything that happened at all. The things I remember most was the scene with the Indians and the rotating wall, the rap concert at the scene at the beach. As a kid, I totally missed what the signs said uh, when the removal of the couple letters said "Hot Corals, Essex." I really enjoyed the first, uh, what was it, 20 minutes of the movie where they're packing and traveling. We get some funny stuff at the hotel, and one of my favorite moments was when Poindexter was following the girl into the pool to order drinks. I think Gilbert's small role hurt the film. 
it was really lacking in the characters, and I don't think Lewis was able to hold this movie on his own. Booger didn't have Takashi to play off of, which is true, and uh, but uh, but instead he had David Lopan, one of the STL connections. Personally, I don't care for any of those scenes. And Mike from Adventures and Babysitting pretty much played the same character from that movie. I prefer the previous alphabeted group to this one. The acting hotel manager was pointless. You shouldn't include a scene where the real manager comes back and we see he is a nerd himself and fires uh, boldly at how badly he's treating the trying lambs. Courtney Thorne-Smith, who played Sunny, is really easy on the eyes, obviously. She's definitely an upgrade from Betty. This movie is kind of like Lewis's dream of Gilbert. Uh, the character's in there, but it really isn't. You have a few returning characters, but I don't think it's as good as the first one. Does it hold up? Well, I'm still enjoying watching it, and I'd buy it if it were a two-in-one combo with the first, but I probably wouldn't revisit it as often as the first, which I would have to agree with that. Now I'm flip-flopped, so... Unfortunately, there was just not enough for me to like. Sorry if anyone else really liked this one, but I recommend the first one over the sequel. So overall, I give Nerds 1 a 3.75, and I give Nerds 2 a 3.25. Just to be clear, that's still a good rating on a 10 scale. Uh, that makes it a 6.5, which is still, uh, which I think is still solid. I think he's talking overall. I needed more Gilbert. I needed a better written hotel manager storyline and more funnier lines from Booger. It seemed like they didn't really have a big enough budget and everything was just condensed. Whether it was characters or story, until next time, time traveling Peter. So good times, great points. And uh, I think he pretty much agrees, man. I mean, I think he gave, he gave it a higher rating than we did, but he definitely you know, kind of felt the same way we did. And I think that's probably my whole thing is I'm – just disappointed that it didn't live up to the first movie so yeah yeah all right sir so let's get into our next segment sir which is what movie am i oh, crap <laughs> nobody steps on a church in my town okay you people sit tight hold the fort and keep the home fires burning and if we're not back by dawn call the president i shot him six times i, I shot him in the heart that... calculations are correct when this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious. I'm Batman. Let's go. Thanks. All right, sir. I got a good one for you today. Good. I will go first because I know you're never on the ball with these things. I am coming up with one as you talk. Excellent. So we have two guys, and one of them is a badass, and the other guy is a funny guy. And they both are hanging out in a jungle together. And they come across this particular item. It looks kind of like a fruit. And they go ahead and eat it. And what happens to them is they eventually get drugged. And they fall over. And they start to see things. And they get attacked by monkeys. What movie am I? It sounds familiar. Yeah. So you got two guys. One's, nope. a, one's a complete badass. Right. The other one's a funny guy. And they're in a jungle. They come across this fruit and they eat it. It's basically a drug. Yeah. And they fall over. Right. And then get attacked by monkeys. Monkeys fondled him. What movie am I? 
all right, hold on. I got something in my head. Is it? Hold on, I got to double check something. <laughs> no, <laughs> on the internet, son. <laughs> all right. Uh, We're three and two people, so. Oh yeah, we are, aren't we? All right. Is this movie the rundown? Yeah. Yeah, you got it. Four to two. If I can't get this, oh, I'm pulling away now. Man, I sure hope I get this, man. I really need the point now. Damn it. Love it. This is this is hot garbage. It's a straight garbage. All right. This is all on the fly right now. Let me think. All right. So we've got a movie. Uh, two guys, two buddies are, they're on a road trip. Um, they're in a squad car on a road trip, cruising along. Uh, they are abusing their authority as cops until one of them realizes that they're stoned. What movie am I? <laughs> oh my gosh. Road trip movie. Road- two buddies. In a squad car, cruising along. They're abusing their authority as cops. So they are legitimately cops, right? They are in a squad car. They are abusing their authority as cops in a squad car. Oh. And one of them realizes they're stoned. Okay. I'm going to take the hint so I can confirm if I got the correct movie. Okay. All right. What's my hint? The hint is, at one point on this road trip... They are pulled over by another cop. And no, it's not frequency. <laughs> I so wanted to go with frequency this time. I, know I just you... couldn't pull a scene that I was good enough. <laughs> I know you were. Oh, man, I had super bad in my head, too. And then you said they get stopped by another cop. Yep, they get pulled over by another cop. Not dumb and dumber because they're not cops. Hmm. Is this Super Troopers? No. Damn it. This movie is Black Sheep. Oh, that's horse manure. <laughs> I don't even remember that movie. You don't remember Black Sheep, Chris you know, Farley? The only I... thing I remember is one thing and one thing only. What'd you do? That's not even Black Sheep. That's Tommy Boy, you moron. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Oh, I posted a video of Black Sheep on the Revolution page. What Revolution page? On the voting page. The Viva la Revolution. I you posted mean, a Black Sheep video on in, there. In STL Nation? Yeah, brother. Get the hell out of here. Did you not see the whole Chris Farley video, the four minute Chris Farley video? When'd you post this? You need to look on the vote and pay attention to what the people say. <laughs> I'm one of the people. I'm posting things. You probably deleted it because you know what? That's just that's just what you're doing. It's true. Yep. So it's Black Sheep. They uh, he and he and David Spade uh, uh, took their buddy, who's a cop, took his squad car and... to try and get up to the uh, the big rock fest. And uh, they're driving along and posing as cops, and they realize that the nitrous is leaking in the car, and they're stoned. Man, and they get pulled over by another cop. This is the part where I bleep out the. What I'm about ready to say to you, so... Do it. Oh, man. You know what? So, with that being said, sir, congratulations. You're now kicking my ass for Oh, doubled up. Oh, I'm lapping you now. Man, this is terrible. I'm glad I got a couple more months to catch up. Here's what we're going to do, sir. I finally figured out. When we get to the end of the year and we have uh, 
you know, we're going to have the nation vote on what the loser has to do in this situation. All right. So, you know, let's say you win. The nation has to tell me what I have to do for you. And then if I win, the nation has to tell you what you have to do for me. So, and it's going, it's, I'm expecting them to use their imagination. So it's going to be fun, man. Oh, I expect them to use their imagination and I expect them to think for themselves because they are not sheep. They are people. Sorry. What? <laughs> what the hell are you saying? <laughs> Nothing. I love each and every member of the nation. It's except true. for one. Who's that? I'm not saying. Is it Jason? I'm not saying. <laughs> Don't let him know that. Right now there's 30 people going, is it me? You got a podcast. You got to record with them soon, <laughs> man. Don't I do. Don't let I do. know that. I will be on Flix at some point soon. Seriously? Sure. When am I when am I coming on? It's a good question. He doesn't Hey, what are we doing next? He doesn't love me anymore, does he? (laughs) We love start that out with him. It's all good. So the next movie we're doing, sir, is Can't Buy Me Love. There we go. I am super pumped for this. Um I think we should try and get that other guy on with us. Who? The the guy who orchestrated all this. Jason? Yeah. Um he unfortunately works when we record, so He's gonna have to, he's gonna I have think, to take the day off of work or something. I think if you asked him, he could say it the other way too. What? That we work when he's off. Yeah. So I will give the invitation to Mr. Spencer if he would mm-hmm. like to join us for Camp Buy Me Love. Yep. We will be recording next Tuesday. No, he's out. 4 p.m. Central nope. Standard Time. Nope. nope. Offer off, rescinded. Get off work, son. Offer has been rescinded. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh man, I'm I'm super pumped, man, and. Uh, I'm I'm hoping we don't have another Revenge of the Nerds 2 episode, sir. Oh, oh no. We will not have that with any Patrick Dempsey movie from the 80s. Hell no, man. I Dude, this is my... Here's what I love, just to give a little spoiler, what I love about Can't Buy Me Love. Now be careful, because you did this with Revenge of the Nerds 2. No, is that we could not put this in the chick flicks for guys, because this really is a guy's chick flick. Right. You, know what, you know what I mean? This is like... Mm-hmm. Isn't that the definition of chick flicks for guys? Well... Could you even consider this a chick flick movie? I mean, this really is just a just it's a just really a great, great movie. Yeah. So I, I yeah. Until we really watch it, and we're both like, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. All right, sir. So let's get into the music spotlight. All right then. So, sir, the music spotlight for today will be the song that I've played 69 times now. And that's right. Ar- Ariana Grande and Problem featuring Miss Iggy Azalea. Good times, man. You need to pick people with easier names to listen to. That's Iggy- why I just listened to Tool. I can remember that. I can say <laughs> Uh So if you want to write in for Can't Buy Me Love or if you've been disappointed by our review today, uh, please do so at stlpodcast at gmail.com. Can we can we just say that, especially to Tawana, we will do Coming to America very soon. <laughs> Coming to America is the next film after Camp I feel so bad. Because of the fact of uh, those two movies tied uh, and Can't Buy Me a Love was above 
um, coming to America, it had the most recent vote to to bring it to this number six because we had six and six vote for coming to America. Can't buy me love. That's why can't buy me love goes first, and can't buy me and then coming to America will be the following episode. That sounds like a pretty good run. I like that. That's yeah. that's two of the best '80s movies back to back. Hell yeah! Hopefully like that will make up for our uh, lackluster boring review that- oh i don't think anything about this was lackluster i thought it was <laughs> phenomenal heck yes son well thank you sir for joining me i had a blast uh as always where can i find you sir uh you can find me over at movie mojo monthly where we will be discussing amazing spider-man 2 very soon uh you can also find me over at real films podcast with mr jason we have a new episode coming out this weekend Talking about the film Man on Wire. Um, and stay tuned for next week for some exciting news. Yeah. Which, by the way, two people know about it and you never told me and they already like it. Jerk off. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't supposed to happen. What the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> we'll talk about that, but that wasn't supposed to happen. <laughs> it was not supposed to be public. Man, you got to learn to unpublish these things, son. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm not a cool nerd. Well, as we've clearly stated, you don't want to be a dick. You want to be an alpha. That's right. So there you go. I agree. <laughs> oh, man. We, we got to end this, son. So. No, no. Just keep stumbling and bumbling. All right. Well, you guys, thank you so much for joining us. We had a blast. And we will catch you on the next episode. Hopefully, it'll be next Tuesday as long as uh, everything stays well. Unfortunately, my father-in-law went back in the hospital. So I'm going to be spending some time there. So... Hopefully everything will work out and uh, things will get back to normal and we will be good to go for next Tuesday, sir. So send in your emails for Can't Buy Me Love. I want to hear what you have to say. And thank you to the new STL members. Write in again so we can give you your nicknames. Good times. Yep. All right. Well, you guys have a good one. Take care. Masuna South.
you In no time I'll be forgetting all about you You're saying that you know But I really, really doubt you Understand my life is easy when I ain't around you Iggy, Iggy, too biggie to be his present I'm thinking I love the thought of you more than I love your presence And the best thing now is probably for you to exit I let you go, let you back I finally learned my lesson No head stepping either you wanted it, you just playing I'm listening to you knowing I can't believe what you're saying It's a million you, baby boo, so don't be dumb I got 99 problems, but you won't be one Like what?
Ogre, you swine! You might have brought us out here, but there is no way in hell you're gonna make me stay in that cabin another minute! Oh, yeah! Yeah! So, um... I had a movie in mind, and then I totally forgot which one I was gonna use. Alright. Um... Is it Revenge of the Nerds 2? No, hold on. Oh, my gosh. Okay, I got it. Ooh, hey, all right. All right. Well, let's see. Jason Voorhees is synonymous. Oh, jeez. Synonymous. Syn- yeah. Uh-huh. Hold on. I got to edit this crap, so I sound like a... <laughs> no, come <laughs> in. It's terrible, dude. No, it's great. I'm sorry, man. Go for it. Woo-hoo. It's terrible. It's crazy. This is crazy. This is crazy. (laughs) Oh, man. So, all right, sir, music spotlight. Uh, I'm going to play the song that I've now played 69 times. That's Problem by Miss uh, Andre. uh, Andre. Say it. (sighs) Miss Grande. Ariana Grande. Ariana Grande. (laughs) Ariana Grande. I love it. It's my favorite. 